Well, I have very much enjoyed these weeks of Lent and our 40-day challenge as we have journeyed together in many ways and many levels through this season and now come to the beginning of Holy Week. We turn to the Gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 11. And today in our Living on Purpose series, we think about how Jesus sacrificed on purpose. Let's stand together and hear this story as one people. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. Well, they went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying that colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Sacrifice on purpose. Have you ever made a choice or come to a decision only to quickly find yourself asking a question like, what have I gotten myself into? Perhaps you volunteered for something. Perhaps you offered to help a friend and it turned into a train wreck. Who among us has been spared those kinds of moments in our life, asking such kinds of questions. We buy a house bigger than we need, we buy a car we can't afford, we roll up debt we can't manage, and we ask ourselves, what have I gotten myself into? If you are of a certain age, and I will not say what that age is, you might remember this wonderful thing called the Columbia House Record Club. Ah, some people are of a certain age. It was awesome. You'd get this thing in the mail and it would say, for a penny, you could buy 12 albums. And you could get them back in the day on vinyl or on reel-to-reel if you liked them on tape. 12 for a penny. 
And I wanted some music, right? I needed some more music. And all you had to do was agree to buy X number more over the next so many years at full price. Well, I sent my penny in immediately. And those 12 albums that I received both on vinyl and reel-to-reel tape, they were fantastic. The other ones, not so much. I've paid off cars quicker than I paid for all those albums trying to get rid of that contract that I made with Columbia House. Even as a boy, I found myself saying, what have I gotten myself into? You've heard me share some stories like that from my life when I was interviewed by my first church job and they asked, can you drive a bus? And I said, of course I can drive a bus, never thinking I'd have to drive a bus which I did, and which did not turn out well when I ran into a barber shop. And I asked myself, what have I gotten myself into? Or the time when I decided that I would take one for the gray-haired team and not let the young people be the only ones doing this, and decided I would climb up into the top of the dome of St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican on a hot summer day, I'm about a third the way up, when I realized that this was built by little people for little people. And so the rest of the way up and all the way down, I asked myself, huffing and puffing, what have I gotten myself into? And I'd be embarrassed to admit how many do-it-yourself jobs around my homes across the years I've gotten into where the skills surpassed mine and the budget surpassed the money I had, and the work needed much more interest than I had to give it, but I was too far in to get out. What have I gotten myself into? Along the way of our lives, we often find ourselves in places that we did not intend, doing things that we had not planned to do, sometimes over our head and full of regrets as we ask the question, what have I gotten myself into? And we know in those moments that we are living the opposite of living on purpose. The opposite of living on purpose. Because there are other times across our lives, across our years, where we choose the difficult situation with our eyes wide open. We choose knowing that it's not going to be easy. Sometimes we choose the difficult. Sometimes we choose the challenging. Sometimes we choose the daunting on purpose. We know what we're getting into and we choose it anyway and we embrace it as a calling in our life. We might choose to take a challenging position in our profession. We know the costs, we know the risks, we know the stakes are high, but there's something that tells us, there's something that reveals to us the possibilities that are there. And that through hard work and vision and commitment, we can make something happen that's worth it.
we might commit to difficult things that stretch us and force us to do things that are new to us and uncomfortable for us, like the 40-day challenge, all those different disciplines, the walking, the fasting, the praying, the reflecting on the Bible. Some of those are things we have done for the first time, and some are things we've tried and didn't do too well at in the past, and yet we embrace that. Because we believe that the work will be worth it. That it might even be life-changing for us. A trip to the doctor might cause us to change habits and behaviors because tests have shown that literally it will determine the rest of our life. We don't want to change how we eat. We don't want to start exercising. We don't want to start pacing ourselves in our work or in our leisure. But we do it for ourselves and we do it for others that we love and we do it for a future. Even though it's difficult, we choose on purpose the hard thing. Many of us know what it's like to choose to love and support someone whose life is difficult. A family member, a friend. Someone whose life is a tangle of struggle and challenge and contradictions and though it frustrates us and drains us, out of love we persevere. Out of love we continue to care. Out of love we continue to be there for that person. Out of love, we get a little taste of what it means to sacrifice a little of ourselves on purpose for another. But when we read this familiar text from Mark's Gospel, it's clear that Jesus does not go to Jerusalem thinking things are going to turn out nicely for him. Jesus does not go to Jerusalem thinking that the crowds will not change their voices from Hosanna on Sunday to crucify him less than a week later on Friday. Jesus does not go to Jerusalem thinking that he's going to go to the throne instead of the cross. No, Jesus rides through those gates on that donkey on this day we call Palm Sunday on purpose. He does this for the world. He chooses the world, this world, this violent, hateful world, this world full of racism and oppression and division and sickness and health kept from people. Jesus chooses the world and he rides into the city to sacrifice himself on a purpose. There's a lot of different ways to say that. He gave his life. He laid down his life. He sacrificed himself. All those point to the truth that Jesus came that day long ago on purpose. 
Because Jesus refused to let us think that the world is the way it's supposed to be. Jesus refused to let us think we are the way we are supposed to be. That is what makes this week so important. That is what makes this week so profound. This is what makes this week holy. Pastor Dean Guptill put it this way, Jesus knew that the religious leaders were out to get him, and yet instead of slinking into the city under the cover of darkness, he rides triumphantly in a manner that is bound to reveal him as Messiah. That's living on purpose. Jesus knew that his time had come. Jesus knows that this week will be when he fulfills his calling from God. Jesus knows that by his obedience, God is acting in him and through him to do nothing less than the salvation of the whole world. That is what drives Jesus to bear the unbearable, unthinkable burden. That is what drives Jesus to do that which we find so hard to comprehend. Sacrificing himself on purpose. Roy T. Bennett Put it this way, if you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. Your passion will drive you there. Jesus' passion led him through those gates on Palm Sunday. Jesus knew exactly what was happening. The crowd, not so much. They were fickle. The disciples, not so much. They're misunderstood and clueless. The Romans, they don't know what's going on. They're surprised. The religious leaders of the day, they're maniacal. But none of them understood what was happening Jesus was the only one in the midst of the roaring crowds and the raging emotions and the relentless call of God in his life to know exactly what was going to happen. And on he came anyway, on purpose. So we come to this Palm Sunday celebration, we're in a different place, aren't we? We have a very different perspective than that crowd on that first day called Palm Sunday. Unlike that crowd, we know how the story ends. There's no excuse for our fickleness or our confusion or our misunderstanding. We watch this scene unfold 
on this side of the cross, on this side of Holy Week, we know we are watching Jesus ride to his death on purpose. We must respond accordingly. We must trust ourselves to a love like that. We must commit ourselves to being a love like that in the world for other people. We must grow into the ways that we can also sacrifice on purpose for the larger work of God, for the common good, for the sake of the kingdom of God. We must choose to give ourselves to the world as Jesus showed us it should be done. Refusing to accept that this is the way the world is supposed to be. Refusing to settle for less than a world that knows God's love and forgiveness and grace. This week, this week we call holy, helps us get into a place where we can hear God's call a little more clearly. This week helps us get into a place where we can more fully see what Jesus did for us on purpose. This week gets us to a place where we might once again be transformed by the sacrifice on purpose Jesus made. May it be so. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.